You know, Father, when I was eight years old, you took us on a family vacation to the city of Boston. It was cool. We got to walk the Freedom Trail. But we were supposed to see a game at Fenway Park, and there was a torrential downpour that rained the game out. Father, this wouldn't be a problem if it was the Tampa Bay Rays, and likewise, it just means Tampa's a better city than Boston. Isn't that right? Well, of course, uh, and uh, I think we all agree on that. So, uh, and that's being validated by what we're seeing in the um, Lightning Bruins playoff series. That is correct, because this is Tampa Bay Sports with the Hendersons, the father-son podcast where we talk about sports teams that reside in Tampa. I'm Ben Henderson. My father is Joe Henderson. He wrote for the Tampa Tribune before it stopped being a thing. Father, that was a sad day. Yeah, it was uh, horrible, but uh, we'll move on. Sure. So last time we checked in on the Lightning, they had just lost game one. And we talked about ways that they could come back in this series. And, Father, they've done that. Not just with expected goals, but they've done it with um, real goals. Obviously, they they listened to us and um, (laughs) followed uh, our suggestions. So here they are at 3-1 and clearly uh, going to win the Stanley Cup. Let's just uh, have the parade now with masks. Of course. Well, Father, your suggestion was just score more goals. Well, and have they not done that? Well, particularly game three, they did that. They they scored a lot of goals that game. Yeah, they did. And um, today they did. So, you know, um, Bruins are back on their heels. Lightning... Um, Honestly, though, what what the Lightning have shown so far is a great versatility in this series. They can be physical, they can be fast, they can play from behind, they can play from ahead. Um, What else do you want? Clue me in, hockey expert. Um, They can play when shorthanded by three guys? I don't know. Maybe kill kill off a five-on-two penalty? There is that. Sure. So you mentioned this team being able to play from behind. There was a couple pivotal moments that now that they're up three games to one, it's easy to maybe gloss past these moments. But in game two, that was a game that very easily could have gotten away from the Lightning. They give up kind of a bad luck goal in the beginning. Zach Bogosian breaks his stick. Bruins come the other way, goal line scramble, and it goes in the net. Then you have, Father, as you see on the screen, a goal in which the Lightning scored. Okay, good. We tied the game. Except Braden Point, uncharacteristically, he doesn't skate back very hard. And this led to an offside call, which turned back a goal. Yeah. Um, that was bad, but here's where the lightning are stronger than they were a year ago. Um, a year ago that might've crushed them, but this obviously is a stronger, uh, mentally team than they were last year. Do you not agree? Uh, I would agree because the following play, we've commented on Zach Bogosian 
before in these playoffs that he's been one of those low-key, just big-time pickups for the Lightning. Father, you could make the case that if the Lightning go on to win the Stanley Cup, that the following goal we're about to break down here might be the single biggest goal that they score in this process. So this is after Braden Point is called offside and they've already called back a goal. So now you're back down one nothing. It'd be very easy to just fold the tents and say, you know what? Riding jet skis in Tampa sounds like fun. But then Zach Bogosian gives an assist on what might be the most unexpected goal the Lightning have scored ever. I mean, Father, he dekes through the Boston defense as if he's Nikita Kucherov and then tops it off with a flying Blake Coleman, Bobby Orr-esque goal, one-to-one Lightning. And after that, you felt, hey, you know what? Lightning got a shot. And uh, so did uh, Boston at that point. Obviously, by the look on uh, the goalie's faces at that point. Um, this team learned from the catastrophe of a year ago. Would you not agree? I would agree because they, they've been a very resilient team as we just keep seeing Blake Coleman fly to the air through the All five right. hole. So a very well, resilient team. No, no, no. Let me ask a question. Go for it. John Cooper. We yep. were debating his job status before all this. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, ready to say uh, extension? Well, he already got an extension last year. So Well, give him another. Let's, let's move on. Well, he, he hasn't – well, I'm not willing to give it to him yet. I mean, this is a squad that has defeated – Boston's not the problem for Tampa, right? Like, okay. They, they've beaten Boston before. Yeah. And so – They've beaten everybody before, but anyway. Well, just not Move Washington on. or, you know, Barry Trotz well, coach Washington's teams. Washington's uh, not a factor right now, so move on. So we talk about resiliency and, you know, kind of how this team is able to bounce back. So here, for example, is at the end of game two in regulation, Lightning are up 3-2. Mm-hmm. And a moment in which they should not give up a goal. So Tyler Johnson has the puck on his stick to get this puck out of the zone. He fails to do so, turnover, Boston goes bing, bang, boom. Brad Marchand, who basically this whole series is just standing by the post and nobody's getting him, goes, hey, scoring goals two feet from the net is easy goal. And this is another one of those moments where lightning of last year maybe fold, maybe go into the overtime period a little defeated, and, Father, how'd the overtime period work out? Well, it worked out well. Um, <laughs> and uh, obviously, at this point, uh, we need to concede. Last year is last year. And this bunch learned from that, including the coaching staff. Uh, we all freaked out early in the year when, oh, my gosh, they're not winning every game. So, obviously... You know, they suck. 
Um, no, <laughs> they, they learned from uh, what they endured last year and they're ready to win now. So, I mean, <clears throat> as, as John Cooper's pointed out, Boston won the president's trophy this year. They're a pretty good team. I've heard and that. Right now, the Lightning are up three-one. And, and, and one of those, and one of those change of identities, like you see here on the overtime goal. You know, Palat comes in from the back door, but it's you know Pat Maroon, the new pickup, big body, wins the puck battle behind, and gives again that little bit of grit that maybe this team was missing last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, so the Lightning win that game four-three in overtime. And then yeah. go into game three and just seal club Boston, say thank you very much, seven to one. It makes Boston feel pretty bad about themselves. But I want to highlight from that game, Father, what I think has been the difference in this series. And as much as right. we could talk about the forward play and all that. Yeah, sure. A, lot of, it. it's, a lot of it's the goaltending. Vasilevsky oh, has really? Been... You think? Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Vasilevsky's been very good in this series. And, again, I know you love the underlying numbers, but in game two, five-on-five play, the Lightning had 73 shot attempts to Boston's 47. Uh, expected goals of three to Boston's 1.4. Again, Lightning win. The funny part is in game three, when you look at some of the underlying numbers, uh, they don't indicate the seal clubbing that a seven to one score would be. In fact, five on five, Boston had more shot attempts than Tampa. But Father, I will tell you this: um, it helps again. Andre Palat, he's been playing much better hockey, and in the absence of Steven Stamkos on the power play, it helps when he can get in the circle and just blast a one timer, kind of Stamkos esque. It's kind of nice. Yeah, um, but deny me if you if you will at your risk. But if you're a person in goal, uh, denies more shots going into the back of the net than the other guy, you're going to win. Um, and is, is that how math works? Oh, come on, give it, give him his due. He was outstanding. Well, I have. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Vazzy has been very good in this series. He's been better than very good. He's been uh, unreal. I right. mean, I mean, he took in Saturday's game here, they threw the kitchen sink at him, and he stopped it. Let's face it. So, um, yeah, great on him. There were an, any number of shots that a lesser keeper would have gotten behind, uh, which would have made this a different game. And they could not get it behind the beast. So, you know, there you go. That's why they pay him what they pay him, the big bucks. uh, And that's why he's gonna be here for X number of years because he's that good. Well, it also helps father we talk about John Cooper's job security. Um, so the following play, if you're watching on the video, it's a four to one at this point. They have chased Halak, the Boston backup goalie. And father, it helps when you have players on the team like Braden Point, who 
little inside out deke. And, you know, part of me kind of felt bad for this Boston goalie. This was his first NHL game ever. And here comes Braden Point down on you and just goes, hey, you're not very good. Let me score. Well, you're not, you're not as good as Braden Point. And uh, welcome uh, to the NHL playoffs, rookie. But <laughs> That was um, quite the introduction for him. Um, yeah. But again, it highlights that, you know, for Tampa, having Vasilevsky back in net has been a godsend. I mean, let's be honest, for Boston, Halak is their backup. And it's never a good sign when you have to put in the backup to the backup. Uh, no. And it should. Um, and that's where you get the 7-1 to one score line as a sad Halak looks on. Uh, that's where your 7-1 to one score line comes in. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, this will, uh, assuming the Lightning go on and win this, uh, it'll always have an asterisk by the goal uh, tender situation. But you know what? It is what it is. You play with the people who are out there. Uh, Lightning right now are better than the other guys. So they're going to win. That that is true. Now, game four was supposed to be played last night. We're recording this on Saturday at seven thirty. Uh, hockey, along with the other sports leagues, took a break, which we'll get into that at the end of this. But they did play today on Saturday, uh, a noon game, and then Lightning three to one win in this game to take the commanding three to one series lead. Um, you know, and this bothers you. Uh, can see on the screen one of the key goals and it's uh, our boy Andre Palat who again he has stepped up in this series beyond probably you know besides Vasilevsky Palat's not just scoring goals he is scoring timely goals and he's kind of one of these when he's on you're like yeah. oh man this guy's really good it's just it's unfortunate for him he's dealt with some injuries that he's had to fight through throughout the years, but a healthy Palat, he's one of those kind of mid-tier guys that you need on your squad, and his goals have come up huge in this round. Yes, uh, and, you know, you could make an argument. He's the best player in this, uh, in this playoff so far, so good for him. So, Father, one other thing I want to highlight. So, in this game, there was a five-minute boarding major that Boston player Matt Ritchie took out Yanni Gord. And after the game, Boston coach Bruce Cassidy stated the following. This is a quote from Mr. Cassidy. He says, there was no penalty call, and then it turned into a five-minute major. I'm not sure. I guess we'll get an explanation or we won't. I don't know. I didn't get one of why that changed. Clearly, Gord was down on the play. He's a good player for them. Clever, obviously, got them the power play for five minutes. He finished the game and had no problems in the third period. I didn't agree with the call. Um, Father, I want you to look yeah. at the following photo. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Um, does this look like the image of a man 
who stayed down on the ice for a couple minutes because he was faking it. No, uh, of course not. And it's, it won't happen, but it's a reasonable question to ask if a suspension from the next game should be in order. Uh, it, I don't believe it will, but that was egregious. Um, and, you know, that has no place uh, in the game today. That could have really been a catastrophe. Um, my gosh, that was, just watching that gave, uh, made you cringe. It was horrible. Yeah, I, Matt Ritchie will be getting a talking to from the player safety department because Yanni Gord was not very safe being around Matt Ritchie. And this is after, mind you, Ritchie tried to get in the fight with Paquette in the first period. Then in the third period, does get into a fight. Not, not a good day for Mr. Ritchie. Um, and, 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 and the bigger point is he hurt his team. That, that situation put the game out of reach for uh, Boston. That was a stupid play. It was a, you know, I don't want to hear this whole thing of, well, it was, a, it was a hockey thing, you know, you do what you do. No, that was dumb and it was risky. You could have really inflicted serious injury on a guy. Come on, play the game, play it properly, but don't do stupid stuff like that. And I'm, I won't go so far as to say it will cost Boston the series, but sure didn't help. Well, and, and I figure after game, Coach Cassidy, he's trying to work the officials for the next game. But, like, if you're an official and you see this quote from Cassidy, you're sitting there going, dude, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. this isn't going to help his case. Like, call officials no. out when they're wrong. That's fine. We've done that on this podcast many a times. But when they actually get one correct, I, it, yeah, and and nobody agrees or disagrees that that with that call um, that was just egregious. Know. So you know uh, they paid the price, cost them a goal. Uh, it could have cost them more than that. So you know, lesson learned. But that really put Boston in almost an impossible situation, trying to catch up to what right now looks to be, would you not agree, oh, son of mine, the better team? Uh, I would say Tampa has been the, <clears throat> excuse me, better team. I think the numbers support that. Yeah. And, you know, I think, again, with the goaltending, it's going to take a lot for Boston to win these next three games. So game five is Monday. One last topic to touch on, Father, before we head out of here. As I mentioned, mm -hmm. game four was delayed from Friday to Saturday. And this was after the league decided to go ahead with game three on Wednesday after the NBA had opted to postpone for a couple days in the wake of the Jacob Blake shooting in Wisconsin. Now, Father, we are a sports podcast. Yes. If they want to hear your political thoughts, they can follow you on FloridaPolitics.com. Yes, they can. 
we can get into that. But I just want to ask, the NHL kind of got dragged on Twitter, shall we say, for not postponing the games on Wednesday after the NBA had opted to. A lot of people came out and criticized the NHL. But I did find it interesting because, for example, the Rays played on Wednesday. I mean, there were multiple baseball games that did play on Wednesday while some others did not. And then the NHL came out the following day and postponed. Father, do you think the criticism of the NHL on Wednesday night to play, do you think that criticism is fair, especially knowing that not all of baseball postponed either? Oh, son, <laughs> you're asking me a tough one. Um, well, that's why you're an award-winning writer. Well, yeah. Is it fair? Depends on who's asking, okay? Um, ultimately, I think everybody decided to do the right thing. And it had the desired effect. Because, you know, here's what bothers me. Um, and I know people wish, oh gosh, you guys are just sports. Just talk about sports. Shut up and talk about sports. But I go back to when a Fox News personality told LeBron James to shut up and dribble. Or Ingram. Yeah. And as if LeBron James doesn't have enough intelligence or uh, standing to comment on issues that affect us all. So to Laura Ingram, shut up. Yeah, and I, I don't think it was necessarily fair because the NHL would have had to make a snap decision. Yeah. And my understanding is that this decision was originally just the Milwaukee Bucks, who, you know, they're the team closest to where this incident took place. Well, I'm back up. Let's, let's give it, uh, uh, credit to the Detroit Lions, who really were the first team to cancel practice and protest sure so they canceled but in terms of canceling a game yeah you know, originally it was just the milwaukee bucks saying hey look we're not going to play and they were even willing to take a forfeit sure and then the nba went okay we're gonna postpone everything and from what i understood this kind of caught even nba people off guard and so if you're the NHL, if you didn't wake up on Wednesday with the intention to postpone, I could see how having to make a snap decision would have been tough. Yeah. And to their credit, and this is to the NHL's credit, so they've started this Hockey Diversity Alliance because one of the underlying issues with hockey is that it is a sport played overwhelmingly by white people. A lot of that just has to do with the social, uh, more so the economic aspect of the sport. I mean, it's not a cheap sure. sport to play. We yep. dive into yep. that, yep. but again, we're sports. So they did team up with their Hockey Diversity Alliance and kind of came to an agreement. This is what we want to come out of it. Do I think that postponing by itself is going to fix all the issues that they want? Probably not. 
But for example, like the NBA is saying, hey, we're going to turn all our arenas into polling places. I think that's a good start. And I hope that the Diversity Alliance and that, you know, the NHL continue to work together to put forth meaningful reforms beyond these gestures of postponing games. And I think that's going to get them closer to the end result that they desire. Look, society has a real problem, whether it wants to acknowledge that or not. Would you agree? Um, I would say we are at a fractured point, yes. Yes. And you can say whatever you want about the standing of professional athletes, but people do pay attention to them. LeBron James and all the other pro athletes do have legitimate standings and the right to express an informed opinion, which they are doing on the issues of the day. Am I wrong? I don't believe you are because, I mean, it's not just a current issue. I mean, this no. athletes, athletes protesting goes back decades. Yes. To... And so should athletes, professional athletes who do make very nice salaries, should they not stand up in support of the greater issue? Baloney. They should absolutely do that. Um, they should use their soapbox to further the cause. So what we need to listen to is we got a problem, folks. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing. It's, there is racial prejudice. There is uh, an attack on American values, which where we claim to say all men are created equal. Guess what? No, they're not. Yeah, and it, <laughs> So let's, let's, let's not, let's not make villains out of this. Let's make some change. Okay. Is that and, and too much? To no. And I'll just end on this note. I, I think we have to decide, are these athletes either a overpaid millionaires who should be more involved in their communities or B are they simply just here for entertainment and they need to shut up and dribble, right? It's, it's a shifting goalpost depending on the circumstance of what we want from our athletes. And, you know, I think as we get more and more involved, hopefully we will get some more answers. So well, I sure hope so. So yeah, that, that's the note we're going to end Tampa Bay sports with the Hendersons on. Usually well, it's a light note, and, but you know, well, we try to make you think. Don't don't hate us <laughs> because we're trying to just uh, give you an informed opinion on the issues of the day. Um, and, and if you don't yeah. agree with our opinion, you can go in my father's columns on FloridaPolitics.com and leave comments for him. But yeah, uh, that's that's cool. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Uh, if you did like this discussion, please hit the like button. Please subscribe. Again, we are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Anchor, and YouTube. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Tampa Bay Sports with the Hendersons. We promise this isn't just a meme. We promise an episode on the Rays is coming. We're probably going to do one on USF. And, Father, I heard there's this team called the Bucks, Tampa Bay Bucks, that are about to start playing. What, did, uh, yeah, they play what? Football, right? Football. That's, and that's got the guy that the quarterback is supposed to be pretty good. Hmm. Maybe we should do some research, then we can do an episode on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. All right. Well, we hope you've uh, appreciated your time with us, and we will see you next time. Take care.